Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tori Dealing With, where each episode is short, sweet, and the perfect thing to enjoy in the morning, just like your coffee. It's incredible how life unfolds. Much of my fan base comes from my appearances on The Challenge. Over the years, I have conquered brutal competitions, and I've also been through some tough challenges and have been brutalized myself, but I've done this all while sharing very vulnerable moments of my life on TV. Through the ups and the downs, I've managed to connect with so many incredible people like you, and I am so grateful for your support. What truly amazes me is that people like you are willing to support me on this deeper journey and my passion projects. Speaking directly to the Tory Dealing With community, you've invested your time, support, and even your hard-earned money into my projects, and I could not be where I am today without you guys. As you know, I'm very passionate about fitness and competition, but behind the scenes, I am equally as passionate about poetry and healing. While much of my TV persona is dedicating to being an athletic beast, writing will always hold a special place in my heart. There's something profoundly unique about taking your emotions and weaving them into beautiful sentences. When I was a child, I held on to my very heavy feelings in silence. I've talked about this before, but when my parents went through their divorce, I was in fourth grade and it felt very chaotic at that time. I was too young to realize that I needed emotional support, so writing became an easy way for me to release those feelings without burdening my parents and making the situation any worse. So instead of adding to the stress, I got creative with how to express it myself. Looking back, it's amazing how this practice has transformed over the years. I started with poetry, then began writing lyrics to instrumentals on YouTube, started a rap career, completely flopped that, wrote a children's book, and eventually now I'm circling my way back to poetry. Poetry remains the core of my creative expression, a tool that I've used throughout the seasons of my life. I've written poems about love, heartbreak, feeling lost, depression, and healing. And that's what makes The Soul Spill so special to me. It contains the years of my life that I've poured into pages. Unfortunately for my exes, there are plenty of poems inspired by them in the book as well. But through writing about difficult times, I've found healing for myself, and I hope that I can help you all find healing as well. I wanted to do just a quick short episode where I answered a few questions about the book. So if you commented on Instagram or Facebook posts, then you might hear a question. And I got a lot of questions. A lot of them were very similar, so I picked the ones that came up the most and I figured I'd answer them. Question number one, what is the book about? So the exciting thing about The Soul Spill is that it's not just a poetry book. It also follows a narrative. The book is organized into sections that almost feel like a myth. The story revolves around a soul that was born on Earth, then wandering the planet, observing humanity, and feeling very impacted by what is seen while looking at the world. This section is filled with beautiful poetry about observing mankind and its effect on the planet, leaving the main character feeling isolated and very lonely. The subsequent chapters explore finding love, losing love, descending into depression, and ultimately regrowing into one's highest self. This is also accompanied with incredible art pieces from one of my best friends, Vera. If you have been following The Search for Syrup, my first book, she is also the illustrator on this one as well. And it's just a totally different style of art. I just think together between the poetry and the art, it's just this incredible work. And I cannot wait for you guys to see it. Question number two, what inspired the book? The idea of being single used to terrify me. Over the years, I jumped from one relationship to the next, ignoring my deep-seated codependency issues. 
So instead of embracing solitude, I looked to distract myself with other people and avoid the inner work that I really needed to do. I mean, I was in relationships from the age of 13 up to 28. Like that's a lot of years. And now at 30, I've been doing something that I never imagined. I'm falling asleep alone in my bed. So with this healing journey, I believe that this book can resonate with anybody who has experienced a traumatic breakup or feels lost while they're trying to find themselves. The reason why I wrote this book is so that I could take my journey and share it with you so that hopefully you could feel the way I feel right now. Question number three, how did you get the book published? Well, just like my first book, The Search for Syrup, this book is self-published. My best friend and I, like I mentioned, Vera, we joined forces again to bring another book to you guys, and this one is The Soul Spill, and we did it without the support of a major publishing company. Over the last three months, we've been working tirelessly to finalize poems and edits, all while Vera created original art pieces for the book. Self-publishing is not easy because it relies heavily on your support to make it worthwhile. There's a statistic out there that says most poetry authors only sell 25 to 30 copies of their first book, making it a very challenging industry to break into. But you know me, I love a good challenge. So thankfully, I didn't really bat an eye at that. And Vera and I got together and we decided to figure out how to build a team around us and how to make this book come to life without a major distributor. However, with the support of the Soul Spill community on Instagram, we've done better than that by selling more than 25 copies, thank God. So to anybody out there thinking about writing your own book, I just want to say don't let the statistics deter you from creating a beautiful work of art. Because at the end of the day, the fact that Vera and I have now made two books together is immensely rewarding. Question number four, will the books come signed? Unfortunately, they won't, but I am planning to have a launch party, hopefully in New York in early December, if it goes as planned. So maybe you guys can come up there and meet me and we can do the book signing in person. Other than that, in the future, we are looking to do something more inclusive to a lot of cities, possibly renting an RV and driving around the country. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of details to work out there, but the goal is to definitely find ways to make beautiful events around this work of art because not only is it poetry, it is an experience and we want you guys to feel that when you read it. And the final question, what is my favorite poem from the book? And this was really tough for me to answer because I love so many of them for so many different reasons. And honestly, I was trying to keep a lot of them, a lot of the poems to myself until the book came out. I don't want to spoil too much, but because you guys are such an incredible group of people who listen to the podcast, I will happily share with you one of my favorite pieces. It's a bit of a short story, but I think it's really impactful. So here it goes. A midsummer sip, ice cold cream soda. I walk to the sand, cold and exposed. A cloudy July with overcast skies, a mile-long trail that nobody knows. Finally alone, I dip in my toes, a timeless moment as the shoreline erodes. Out in the drift, without any closed, something felt off, as if I'd imposed. How are you, ocean? The seagulls gasp, the shells overturn, the subtle waves laugh. The pressure of wind keeps nudging my back, I gulp in regret, dismayed that I'd asked. The tide grows high and covers my limbs, gripping my neck, pulling me for a swim. In the peak of a wave, a devilish grin, grasping for breath, she welcomes me in. Dragged to the bottom with her watery rope, darkness surrounds me, no sign of hope. Thrust to the floor in her shadowy cloak, 
We don't cry underwater, we panic and choke. The ocean speaks. Where do I begin? Years have passed since someone's asked how I've been. Your kind worships the sky as if stars made your skin, yet you fail to remember your own depths within. You bow to the moon, praise her for my tide. You look to the cosmos as your only guide. To soften my waves is something I've tried, but you forget the refuge my water provides. You're born of water, soft and brave, but you'd never know from how you behave. You wreck my body and poison my waves. I was once the great mother, but now just your slave. But don't worry, girl, this isn't your grave. Return to the people and tell them my name. Say the water's reflection is who they should blame, and don't run into me when the earth is in flames. So that poem comes from the section of Roaming the Earth, and it is part of where the soul is really meeting the planet and learning what's happening and the destruction and really starting to build a sense of doubt for humanity, which then leads into the next chapter of where she finds companionship in another person because she feels so isolated by those feelings. A lot of these poems in here are very deep, and I truly think they're beautiful and I hope that you guys can reread them over and over again and connect with them because you know I truly feel like mother nature has spoken through my body in many ways as writing this and a lot of the lessons and stories that come up in very creative ways I feel like I resonate with them but at the same time I almost feel like I didn't write them and I was just a conduit for this incredible message that the universe wanted to be told so I look at myself as more of a messenger than a writer it sounds a little crazy but when I have these creative inspirational ideas or these creative stories that aren't real, but the theme of it is real, it just makes me feel like I am totally channeling and it's a really euphoric experience. And that's why I'm so excited to share 120 pages worth of poetry with you guys. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you bought a book, when you receive it, you'll realize how special it is because it's truly one of those books that you can read from front to back or you can open up at any page and you will still resonate with each poem deeply because each poem is unique and it's powerful and it connects with different aspects of the healing journey. Reading it is really just the beginning because the words and themes are meant to inspire you on a spiritual journey and help you connect with your highest self. And as mentioned before, pre-order means the world to us. With the sales of pre-order, we'll be able to determine how many copies we do actually order, directly affecting what we can produce. So additionally, the books will be ready for the holiday season. And please consider grabbing one for your Nana or your mom or your sister, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or anybody else, because I truly believe that the words inside these pages are a gift and pretty much the gift that keeps on giving. I cannot wait to hear your feedback once it arrives. Thank you so, so, so much for your support on this project. And remember, no matter what happens today, it's beautiful to be alive. Talk soon.